Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. Thank you all for being here. I am glad to see you today. We are going to uh, focus in on forward folds and hip openers, getting uh, some relief for the back body and also just getting ourselves kind of uh, just attuned to ourselves. So this is going to be a relatively um, stretchy, uh, slow kind of uh, getting into your body, feeling your breath kind of practice. If you need to like really play it up by all means, jump up, do some chaturangas or use this as a nice preamble to get out, take a walk, whatever you need to do to take care of yourself today and every day is the thing to do. We're going to start in child's pose. So whenever you're ready, Go ahead there. And if you do have blankets around, blankets would be good. Blocks would be good. Pets are great for this. I like the bookend approach there, Sasha. Yeah, one on either side. It's always so it's good to have the parity of right and left. All right. So I'm making your way to child's pose and Take a moment, if you can, let your eyes fall gently closed. And the mask of your face soften. And you just get a read on what's going on inside your body. A first awareness. the next awareness and let your mind kind of slide like that through the first thing you notice, next thing, next. If as you're taking on this practice of noticing, there are certain things where your mind gets a little stuck, that's completely human. If you end up uh, kind of noticing the same thing again and again, again, completely human. Just gonna take that little step of perspective that we get when we're allowing the awareness to scan, right? whether it's physical sensation, emotional sensation, thought patterns. Every time we notice what's going on, Right. We've stepped into space of awareness. Endeavor to hold that space, to continue the practice of awareness. And inevitably, when you find yourself back in the sensation or the thoughts about the sensation or the thoughts about the thoughts, the emotions or the thoughts about the emotions. That's not a problem. That's part of it. But you notice, and in that moment that you notice, you're in clear space. At any point you want to come back here, bring yourself to ground, do that. It's a healthy thing to do for body, for mind, for psyche, for the energetic body. 
when you're ready to move, we're going to start simply hands and knees and really well-attended cat and cow. So move through your spine as if you could count each vertebra as they move. So it's the yoga equivalent of counting sheep. Uh, you're probably not going to be articulating the vertebrae one by one with your mind. You're going to move as if that were happening. So maybe start at the tailbone and follow the postural round and arch as if moving just one piece at a time, like picking up a, a strand of pearls one bead at a time. Not because that's physically important in this. These are just acknowledging this spinal column and the pieces of it, the vertebrae, the discs, the nerves, the muscles. One more round, simple back and forth. And anytime we're moving through inhale, exhale pattern, you can come back to this. If this is soothing for you, do that. Next inhale, find center, pause there. Press the floor with your hands. Draw your abdominals in with your exhale so you just feel strong and steady here. We're going to inhale, open the right arm into a bow pull twist, open twist. Then exhale, we're going to come down and through, thread the needle. And inhale, open up. Exhale, down and through. Inhale, open up. Two more with your breath. After your next exhale, threading through, come back to center into hands and knees. Exhale, stay here, press the floor, draw in through your front body, long through your front body. Then inhale, left arm's gonna go up. Elbow to the ceiling, open the arm. And exhale, down and through. Breathe in. Open, breathe out, down and three. Breathe in, breathe out. One more round.
after your next exhale. On an inhale, drop back to center, hands and knees. And tuck the toes. You can take another cat pose or if you're ready for it, down dog. I think cats and dogs are uh, equally valid on all counts today. So anytime a down dog shows up and you'd rather take a cat stretch, do that. Inhale your way forward to a high plank and adjust distances of hands and feet. Again, go back to that feeling of pressing the floor and feeling front body lift in. Rock back to down dog with your exhale. And we'll have a few of those. Again, if at any time you prefer cat-cow, right, the cat pose, sub in for the dog. And the cow pose, sub in for the plank. Looking at here is just a steadying of the breath flow. And a regulating of the mind into that smooth, continuous inhale exhale rhythm that we get when we move our body it's easier to feel our body moving in this smooth continuous way than to just sit still and and focus on moving our breath that way for a long period of time until we get acclimated into our physical space but however you need to do that physically, whether it's pretty dynamic or pretty subtle, that is like a day-to-day -day thing. Sometimes an hour by hour thing. We're gonna make our way back to a down dog leg pose. And then with an inhale, you take your right leg back behind you. So from the hands and knees pose, you could do a, a leg raise from down dog, a three-legged dog. I'm going to step the right foot forward into a low lunge. And we'll work this in that uh, usual way that we, we do. The inhale, straighten the front leg. Exhale, bend the front knee scenario, which has about as many different flavors as there are uh, people on mats. As if you want to work with back knee down, do that. If you like to work these at the diagonal or uh, side to side, move in ways that feel good. Mostly, again, we're bringing the breath into that steady, continuous flow to give the mind something steady and even and healthy to focus on. If we do nothing else for this hour, but focus our mind on something that's healthy. We'll have done good work for ourselves and everyone around us. Make your way back to a lunge. We'll put the back knee down, pat it if you like, and right hand to right thigh. It'll twist here. Stay with it. When you inhale, lengthen, draw your chest forward, heart forward, feel space across the front of you. And the side body is working to turn and the front body toward the side wall. Breath in. 
how when we breathe in, we're going to unwind this. And to the mouth, we're just going to bring the right knee back into child's pose. Let your hips back, stretch the arms forward as appropriate. You could also bring the arms by your sides. Pause with yourself. Get a read on the inner environment. Whatever you notice is absolutely legit. You may want to move on from it with the next breath. You may want to amplify it. But the noticing of truth in your body allows you to choose what you do. Next inhale, come on up to hands and knees. Tuck your toes up to down dog or take cat pose. Inhale, bring the left leg up and back behind. And with an exhale, we'll take a step into a low lunge. And here, that rhythmic rocking back and forth. Allow yourself to move at that cadence that is your natural life rhythm. Breathing in yoga, it's not unnaturally slow. It's not to keep up with any pace either. Feeling the fullness of an inhale and exhale. Because we've, we've made this time to accentuate and make each breath good as part of, of the yoga practice, right? It's not the, the longness of the breath, the length of the breath that wins, but the quality. And the, the moving slow for like, the slowness itself, not as important as the, the slowing down to meet the real rhythm of life in your body and to be aware of it. With your next exhale, make your way into low lunge, back knee down. Lift your heart forward and we'll twist left hand to left thigh. Something you consider a nice rotation in your body. And some days we're able to feel things more deeply, more easily. Right? You can stop right, at any point that you feel something. And for a lot of us to refine our attention back to the subtle, where's the first point you feel this twist, can be a more interesting practice than always going 100%, 110%, right? You're going and, and checking in and like as you check in, noticing the tone, the quality, the layers of what you're feeling and doing. One more breath here. Then on inhale, unwind back to center. We'll go back to 
child's pose or otherwise. Get a breath in. And a long, slow breath out. And up from hand and knees to down dog. And take the right leg up and back behind three-legged dog. Again, be on all fours, links in the leg back. Bend the knee, open the hip. Plow the hands down and forward. And take some circles of the upper leg. One more round, right knee up. And then when we exhale, we're gonna bring the right knee toward the right elbow. Lay the right shin bone down lightly. Walk the left foot back. Got pigeon. And then you press the front shin bone down into your mat. Press the back foot down into the mat. Press your hands down, lift your chest up. So we've got a pretty active pigeon. If you need something else, take it. If you want one of those long, luxurious ones, we're going to get there, though. So this, this is taking the place of warriors. Um, so you can just think of it that way. There will still be pigeon, but this is, uh, this is our warrior pose for the day. For the rest of the year, I don't know, but... Definitely for now. Press your front shin bone down, press the back foot down. And if you enjoy a little back bend in this, you can take the arms out of it. We are not trying for the right hip to be down. I should show you this the other direction. Right hip is up. Whether it can get down or not, you are attempting to lift it up. Unless you need to rest it. And if you need to rest it, you rest it. Breath in. Breathe out and bring hands down and walk them over to the left. We're going to come down onto forearms. And if you prefer to get a block for your chest here, go for it. Uh, but if you prefer to stay a little more active with this, you'll keep the chest off the ground. Walk your right hand as far out as you can walk it out on the fingertips. That'll pull the fingertips into the floor like you were trying to drag yourself over there that creates some action in your underarm the one area of the body no one ever asks to work and that where we can carry a lot of a lot of tension um, is also a, a key place for our lymphatic and immune system so being able to, to work with that space is it's good Pull fingertips into the floor. Rotate your tricep muscle toward the floor. The shoulder away from the ear. Breath in. Breath out. We'll slowly walk back in. So that was your reverse warrior on the floor, basically. 
tuck your back toes, squeeze your back leg tightly. Feel the leg lift from the floor, then pull your abdominals and navel toward your spine. That makes your front leg light. You'll pick it up off the floor because light things are easier to pick up than heavy things. There you have the amount of physics that I apply to life after college. Next inhale and take your left leg up and back behind. Bend the knee, open the hip. Make circles of the upper leg. Breath in. With your breath out, left knee, left elbow. Bring the shin bone down and pigeon in an upright stance. Taking your time to get there. Back foot plants down. The top of the foot presses the floor. The front shin bones pressing the floor. We're lifting chest up, back of the head up. Bring on fingertips. Nice, really good. And that work of the floor, you feel the rebound. You see the left hips off the floor on purpose to make it more like that warrior sensation where we're grounding down to float up and bring hands to hips. You can bring arms overhead, cactus arms. If you are working with the arms, you might note if you really worked that underarm bandha in the last pose, the two arms feel really differently now. Uh, we will get to we will get to the left underarm. Breathe in, reach up. And breathe out. Arms are up, you're gonna bring them down. And we're gonna walk over to the right. And then the left arm's gonna reach out on fingertips. You can go far as you can go with that right arm comes down to forearm and again if you'd like to put a block underneath your chest you do that and the fingertip action is dragging there's a little bit of cobra action here actually there's a lot of cobra action just in a different completely different shape but same action hand pulling back And I always feel like this pose should be called the fame pose. I don't know why, because, um, but I watched that show religiously as a child. Did anyone else watch fame? Anyone like, yeah, thank you. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. Uh, yeah. It was a very important part of life at that time. So if you need to use that uh, image to get into this, use that image. I'm going to rotate the tricep down toward the floor, just changing the uh, kind of alignment there a bit and feeling it more up through the back. And so this idea of spinning the tricep down, we get into mid-back muscles. Breath in. Breath out. 
come on back to center. And then once again, we're moving with awareness here. You're pressing your hands down and tucking your back toes. Squeeze the back leg tight. When you get the back leg tight and abdominals in and you're pressing your hands down, the left leg gets light. You can move it more easily, more elegantly, more and not about like whether things are, are easy or elegant, but about your refinement of your own nervous system, your self-regulating abilities, your calm under pressure, your inner grace, and life that gets ungracious sometimes. Breath in, breath out. Right leg up and back behind. Bend the knee, bring it in toward your chest. No slight variation here, where you're going to bring the shin bone down at center, the knee instead of uh, the pigeon, where it kind of the thigh bone lines with the side of the mat. Bring your knee down at center. And then we're going to turn. So you've got the right knee bent. You've turned to the left because it'd be really hard to turn to the right at this point. Uh, so we're in a half straddle. Everyone's there. It's good. Press your right shin bone down. Big surprise. Press your left heel down. And make the action of trying to pull the mat in with your left heel. Right, so the right shin bone's pressing down. Left heel's pulling in. The right foot is as if it were in butterfly pose. Lift it up, we're gonna bow forward. As we bow forward, keep pressing the left heel into the mat. Really uh, trying to pull the back of the mat in. Uh, side note, if you actually do get your mat to wrinkle up like that, it's time for a new mat and I can get you one. Uh, totally my gift to you if your mat is, um, if your mat is crumpling under pressure, let's get you a, let's get you one that, that lets you pull the heel in, but it stays. Uh, see where it is. Press your right shin down. Draw your heart forward. And breathe here. And check out your face, your throat. Is there anywhere you're holding in the muscles of expression that you could soften? Just to take energy out of, of any of that work. Put it into the witnessing of what's going on in your body and your legs in particular. And also put it into your hands in that same motion, bring the fingertips into the mat or the floor, probably. And that action of drawing your heart forward. Left sitting bones probably off the floor. Right sitting bone may also be off the floor. So pulling into the ground draws you longer through the front body. We get breath in, breath out. Digging the left heel into the mat. We'll walk hands back in. And then right hand's gonna come down beside you. So the right hand down by the uh, the right hip here. Hands going down. 
planting, left arm's going up. Right? Now, for most of us, it'll be walking the right hand out a bit that allows the right shoulder to feel uh, spacious. You, uh, you find the right spacing of hand slightly out to the uh, side of your shoulder. Stay here or press the right shin bone down and lift your hips so that you're on back foot and the shin bone into what feels like a really nice uh, side bend for you or a side lengthener. So we have a, uh, our floor versions of warrior two and side angle pose. Breath in. Breath out will come down slowly, bring the left hand down in line with the right. Turn back toward the front of the mat and down dog or child's pose. Pause, check in. Then you'll take your left leg up. And bring your left knee in toward the center of your chest. And lay the shin bone down at center. The knee points toward the front of the mat. Turn to the side, opening up into the half straddle. You'll notice the, the foot does not go to the leg. Yours, yours might, if your leg was in way far, it might. But the, the idea is that the foot is at the center of the pose. We're going to lift up and then make that action of the right heel pulling back of the mat toward you. Walk your hands forward. And then the fingertip action, pulling your chest forward with the fingertips. I always think of tree frogs. I don't know if any of you. Like if you made it through the '90s, tree frogs were a big deal. They had those, like I don't know if that was, I don't know what that was. I don't know what we got obsessed with that. But their fingers, their little fingers. Every time we do these pulling actions, and think if, if you like the tree frogs like uh, thing, I'm just make all these poses. Tree frog. Remember peace frogs though? Do you remember peace frogs? Did anyone have that collection of shirts? I don't know if that was a thing out here. Yeah, they were a thing, man. That was. <laughs> Keep digging the right heel in as you pull fingertips into the floor and you press your left shin bone down. You might find that you rock up a bit or the uh, sitting bones of the mat, totally fine. Right, and, uh, the awareness of what you're doing to get to where you're getting is the, the key here. So for a long time, teacher will say, like, keep your sitting bones down and only go so far. Right, that's one way of evoking awareness, right, that you can feel your sitting bones on the floor. And, and so you know where you are. When you advance your yoga practice enough, you start to be allowed to do a little more sophisticated things, right? Maybe not by the teacher allowed, you're allowed by your awareness. Now that you are very aware after so many practices that you have sitting bones and where they are, 
they can be lifted off the floor and you're still drawing long away from them. Right? Whereas when you're newer, I mean, we don't have as good of an awareness of these things. Uh, it's harder to do that. I mean, we can just like collapse into poses. So if you're able to do that now, right, mark that. Like, note when you've developed some awareness that you probably didn't have before you started this practice. On your inhale, come up slowly. I'm gonna seated. And we're gonna change things just a bit with the left hand coming out to the side. We're leaning away from the extended leg. The left hand's going out far enough that when you press into it, the shoulder underarm area feels uh, well supported. And press your right foot down, right heel down as you reach long through the right arm. And we're rolling tricep toward the floor here. Feel what happens in the back and the side body. Breath out, we'll come back to center, plant the hands, turn to you, look toward the front of the mat, and then step into down dog. Pause here. And feeling body, the spaces that have been activated. Breathe all the way out. And on an inhale, your right leg, so tight up and back behind. Bring the right knee to the right wrist. This time for the pigeon that uh, maybe you love, maybe you don't. If you don't, I'm going to talk you through different variations on this. If you, in fact, love a good deep pigeon that... Uh, we're going to get to the, the ekapada variation. Front shin bone still presses the floor. Add that action of the hand, working into the mat, the tree frog hand. All the fingertips pull into the floor, draw your heart forward. And then when you're as long as you can get, you release down slowly. And even as you're releasing down, you're drawing yourself forward on the floor. If you can get your chest to the floor, your head to the floor, cool. If a block would help you out here, don't be shy with those. Um, bring the floor up to you so that you can be rested in the upper body. And then if, if pigeon is really not for you, if it's not for your knee specifically, if it's not for your knee, undo what you got going on. Come to your back and straighten the right leg out. Doing that uh, turn of the leg on the diagonal that we sometimes do uh, with a strap. You could go with a strap or not. And then you catch the leg and bring it across your body. So with the straight knee, we avoid the, the knee problems and get the same, same stretch. 
will be here for a bit for some deep breaths or something that feels good to you for, for staying. Use any sensations that you notice here. So just build your awareness of your inner environment, the, the ecosystem that you are. Next inhale, just take your awareness from wherever it was and bring it through the whole body. First thing you notice physically, what's the next thing, the next thing. So you got an exhale where you just like all of it empties out. Then you walk up to your hands and we've been here for quite a bit. Then you press into your hands, draw your abdominals in. Make the front leg light by squeezing the back leg and lift back to down dog. If you are on your back with that straight leg, bring uh, both feet to the floor, Just constructive rest and pause, feel the two legs, give yourself time to locate what's happening. And on your inhale, left leg up. And taking your time, knee to elbow, lay the shin bone down. And you've got the alignment uh, well. I came in and checked on the first side, you know what to be doing with your body. And then add the actions of the back foot's pressing down, not as much as we needed in that pose where we were going up, but enough to give the signal to your body that I'm here. I'm here on this spot where the back foot is, here on this spot where the front shin bone is. And that's a, a communication to your body, a place, a presence. And same thing with the hands and arms, but the hands and arms are, are more uh, communicative than, than the legs in terms of how we communicate emotion. Okay, whereas the legs place us in our, in our world, right? The arms interact with our world. They bring the world to us or make our offerings out to the world. Okay. We use the hand slightly differently in that way of pulling the body a little forward. Right. So you're activating with the hands in relationship with the floor in a different way. 
It changes the shape of the pose and the sensation of the pose. And you might decide that, you know, I don't need to be this interactive with the world right now. Right now, I need to be a little more restful. I need to be a little more centered. I don't need to pull on the floor. I need to soften and go in. That's cool too. Give both the benefit of the test, right? which gives you more sense of agency with yourself. Right? Sometimes a, a more active pose is more effective, not because it's more active, but because it, it makes us feel a certain way. Sometimes it's draining, and that's not more successful in a pose that's restful and restorative when we need rest and restoration. You can be in the dance between the two, right? that, that interaction with the floor. And the literal retreat into your body. Drawing in of your senses, the pratyahara. Sometimes it's too much out here. And then sometimes it's too much in there. How do you know? Pay attention. Refine your skills of paying attention. And then you become a creative force rather than a reactive force. inhale you're gonna come up to your hands and we've been here a bit so you kind of just slowly dissolve the pose when you're back to your hands adjust to them being the support structure as you tuck the back toes tighten the leg abdominals in you can float the left leg back to down dog we'll pause down to hands and knees and if you have a blanket this is worth it I've done this a couple times this week already and uh, I, I will bore you with this but you get a blanket and 
yeah, the origami class of evening is to get your blanket to lengthen uh, as much as it can along your mat. So typical yoga blanket, there is a fold that gets you uh, the blanket in, you know, parallel with the mat down the center line of the mat. And then you just fold it over until it's kind of a ribbon down the center of the mat. Now, if you don't have a blanket, it's not a big deal. You could, though, double or triple your mat over um, in this same shape. We're going to kneel on the blanket with the hands out in front for frog prep. You don't need to go into frog. If you hate frog, we will, uh, we will not try to make you love it. It's not a thing that we're going to try to do. But we're going to give this as an option because the teacher doesn't always slow down enough to give this option. Um, her boss has already had a talk with her, and that is why we're doing this all week long. Uh, when you get your knees on the blanket, you start to walk them out wide, and that's the prep, right? The frog is when you actually turn your kneecaps out toward the sides. So when you look at your toes, your toes point out toward the sides, uh, same uh, the feet flex at 90 degree angles, we'll say. The knees at 90 degree angles. Your inner shin, your inner ankle bone are facing the floor as the toes point out. Your hips stay lined up between your knees. And for now, we're still up on the hands and like an up dog, basically. If you can then move the knees a little wider even, do that and having the, the blanket underneath, right? you just make a just sensible decision. Is something really hurting within your knee joint right now? Is your is your kneecap unable to get to the side in a way that allows you to be on the inner edge of your leg bone, right? You're on the the, the big uh, knob of the inside of the leg, the thigh bone, not the kneecap. If it's just super painful in the knee, go ahead, come into a butterfly or a straddle. But if it's starting to verge on uncomfortable in the inner thigh area. That is exactly what we are attempting to do with this pose. If it is overwhelming in any way at any time, just slowly back out. If you can come down to forearms and keep your hips between your knees, do that. If your body wants to fall forward, that is really human. Um, keep the hips between the knees as best you can with awareness and if at any point the inside of a joint structure or like the seam of the sacroiliac joint seems to be in trouble under duress, back out slowly. If you can stay, stay. Take a moment to note what's going on and how your mind and energetic body is interacting with it. Activate this pose, press your inner ankle bones down. Draw your tailbone and your sitting bones down. So you're almost doing a little cat pose in the lower spine. Breath in. Breath out. See if the knees will move just a slight bit wider apart. That is something that is of interest to you. 
and we're gonna reverse out of this slowly. So first to the hands, you're still in the leg positioning. Then you're gonna let the feet come in slowly and then one knee, then the other knee, you're back to hands and knees on the blanket. And then we'll sit back uh, into hero. So you sit back to your heels, your shin bones can still be on the blanket, it's nice, you breath in. And breath out. And then leave the blanket where it is and come to sit on it for straddle. So your sitting bones will be on that. Uh, it's like the balance beam blanket. It's the, uh, it's the equivalent of that. And then you're sitting on the blanket. It's just going to lift you up just a little bit. And, you know, it's going to pad things a little bit back there. And, there's nothing wrong with being a little more comfortable. Bow forward in your straddle. Flex your feet, press out through the heels. That can be gentle, but it's there. Again, it's that feet giving you a sense of place and presence. And breathe here. And then we're in the same neighborhood as frog with this one. It's not exactly the same. Uh, there's just different things at play with different shapes. Clearly, we know this from other postures. And you don't need to be able to discern it until you want to do like a, an advanced yoga teacher training. Then you can tell which muscles are affected more by which. And that's not even important to your growth as a practitioner in terms of awareness or the benefit of the pose. But maybe you do notice a subtle difference in what we're doing now compared to what we were just doing. Maybe over time, your sense of discernment grows between working in one shape and working in a different shape that's similar but different. So you grow your sense of discernment, vijna. The more we can discern what's going on with ourselves, the better able we are to interact with each other. The better we're able to process what's coming in at us. That's a radical form of self-care. It's developing your discernment. Next inhale, come on up and out of that slowly. We're going to do the, the lean out <laughs> involving no discernment, just the hedonism, which is also an important self-care, self-care tip. Bring your knees in and actually, you know what? It's time. It's time. Leave the leave the balance beam. Come down onto your back and you're just going to lay down, lay yourself down on it. We don't have to stay here forever. We don't have to stay here for Shavasana. 
but you might. You may. <laughs> Pause to align the spine. Just notice sacrum, the back of the rib cage, the back of the head. And press your feet down, lift your tailbone, lift your sacrum, lift the low back. You may at this point take a block on top of the blanket, depending on how your blanket is arranged, for a supported bridge. You might uh, enjoy a more active bridge or, or even a wheel. Take some time here, give some breath in and breath out to any spot that needs it. Slowly make your way down and just slowly enough to realign on that blanket, or you can imagine that you have that blanket down the center line of your mat. Constructive rest will bring these together. And the arms up overhead toward the ceiling and your hands out. We're going to take right arm on top of left, wrapping the arms around. Just really gently taking the hands to shoulder blades, just warm hug action here. And breathe. And dissolve that, bring the arms back to reach up. And then it'll be left arm. Just go slowly with it. Bend the elbows. Feel the arms wrap each other. Feel the hands touch the shoulder blades or thereabouts. Right? Pause. Right? Hug energy of this. Breathe into it. Breathe out from it. Something really calming here whether you think of it as a hug or just a, a postural position. Take in the sensation that you're getting, that the communication that the arms are giving to you. Unwind that and then you can bring hands down to heart center. Let your hands rest to wherever you associate your heart centers. The right place for them to be. Have some breath there. And from there, if you can slide out into Shavasana, do and take a moment on the blanket. If you don't uh, particularly care for it, that's fine. Uh, you can get it out of the, your way. If you enjoy that feeling of being slightly elevated at center with the arms and legs dropping to the side, keep it.
when you are ready to rest in whatever shape or form you enjoy. Let your eyes fall gently closed. Watch the tidal pattern of your breath in and out. Smooth, continuous waves of breath. That you've made more peaceful through your practice. Watching the really calm ocean and that sense of, of being part of a rhythm of life, of an ebb and a flow. It's to come over our bodies and our minds. Feeling of being unique in our in our body this thing that you are this space that you are bone and muscle and skin walks through this life with your name that has this rhythm and that's part of this bigger rhythm of all things And you have the discernment to choose at any given time what you're taking in, what's affecting this rhythm. Right? You, you have that ability. In Shavasana, we realize that ability be here, to be peaceful, to be present, right? to be part of all of this, and to also be one within ourselves.
you're ready to move again, start with long, slow breath in that you follow wherever it goes. Notice what it picks up on. Let it empty out. Taking with it anything that can go right now. And you start to wiggle your fingers and toes, keeping most of you is still really calm and centered and still. But there's you that's awakening to the world out here in small ways. Checking it out, what's, what's out here? What's for you out here? And then roll to your right side and just pause for really. like like maybe roll your side you pause and you decide you want to go back to shavasana that's legit you can do that but you've paused to make space between doing one thing and then you come up to center having paused right and chosen to be here in a closing seat for your practice. And some days we take longer with that and some days we take less time, but always it's three things. It's reawakening our body still lying down, then transitioning to the side, pausing to then make this seat a conscious choice to sit in a way that feels well and good to you. Well, as in you're physically seated in a way that you can breathe, that your body feels in harmony with itself. And good, that quality of goodness that is within you is able to be expressed in your posture. We all know that when we see it embodied by someone else, right? we know a good person when we see him. We know goodness in people through the way they hold themselves. It's natural. And it's also something we can access. It's not a goodness that you have to create, but a goodness that is there. that you allow the space and the time and the attention within you to amplify, to be shared, to bring comfort to others. And to be a comfort to yourself. Put our hands together at heart center and an acknowledgement of that kind of good. Thumbs to forehead center and the appreciation of that good in one another. This life is better because you are here. Namaste.
That was super. Thank you for being here. Glad to end the week with you. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Yay. Days. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.